0: Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Hello. How is everyone? Good. Wow. I think we should just start. (laughs) So let's close our eyes together. Take a deep breath in through the nose. Invite this present moment into your life. Feel the energy of this moment. Do you feel God's love in this moment? Feel your heart beating in this moment. Bring awareness to your beautiful heart. Do you feel that? How beautiful you are for showing up each and every day how beautiful you are for all of the beautiful work that you put in, day in and day out, making all of your dreams come true to serve humanity. We thank you. And together we breathe, so deep breath in through the nose, And let's let go together. Deep breath out. Inhale. And let's let go. Beautiful. So let's do that together. Deep inhale through the nose, and an audible exhale through the mouth. Beautiful. Do you feel that deep inhale and audible exhale again, deep inhale, audible exhale out through the mouth. Place your hands on your heart. And let's affirm, I am a child of God. I am unstoppable. There is no mountain I cannot climb. I know I am divinely guided. I am a child of love I know God's grace flows through me let's breathe into that beautiful beautiful affirmation so let's inhale hold it at the top for four three two one let it go surrender into this present moment into this divine journey within feel your heartbeat feel your soul feel the love of god flowing through you in this moment inhale four three two one hold four three two one let go beautiful keep on breathing deep inhale feel the emotions arise Feel yourself. Let them go. If anything comes up in this moment, surrender and say thank you. Thank you for serving me. Thank you for getting me to this present moment. Thank you. We affirm, I honor myself. I honor my journey. I honor every single step that I have taken to get to this exact moment. Breathe into that. Breathe into every single step. Deep inhale. Hold it. exhale. Beautiful. Do you feel the frequency of the room rising? You are a beautiful vibrational frequency, a divine, divine embodiment of God. And I pray that you know this and understand this at the seat of your soul. May you honor yourself. You are so divine, so beautiful, and so unconditionally loved. Let's inhale together, four, three, two, one, hold it for three, two, one, and we send the belly into the breath as we exhale. One, let's come home to our silence. Feel your heartbeat. Feel the energy of the room. Feel the sacred divination that you are. Do you understand how special you are? Do you understand that God has chosen you, you, to raise the vibration of this beautiful earth? Do you understand how sacred and how monumentous that is? Take a moment to sit in your beautiful awareness and honor yourself. Thank yourself. It is with gratitude and with love that we change worlds. It is with gratitude and with love that we come together and we honor God's calling. And so let's breathe together. Inhale. And exhale. And we place our hands on our heart if they're not already there. And with the energy from our hands, we send love into our souls. And with the same energy, we send love out to the world. Feel the presence of your neighbor's shoulder next to you, send them love. Every sing- everything that you've ever been through, send it love. Every emotion, every fear, every ounce of anger, send it love and say, thank you for getting me here because I am nothing without you. And we take one more beautiful inhale together and we let go together. I love you so much and there's nothing, nothing in this world that you are not capable of. May you take this message with you this week and honor yourself for how beautiful you are. I love you, thank you.
0: Happy Easter, everybody. Good morning. Good to see each and every one of you. My name is Danny started this community about 7 years ago. Wow. It's just a couple of us in my parents' living room. Some people who were in that living room are here today, which is awesome. Shout out to the OGs. And you know, we started this community out of a desire to meet people where they are, to simplify spirituality, to make it practical so that you can actually experience peace in your life. And so my job is to remind you how loved you are when you walk through these doors. So I want you to know that you are loved. I love you. Some of you may be like, boy, you don't even know me. (laughs) Like, why do you love me? That's the point. I love you for no reason at all. I can't help it. When you have God in your heart, and you're filled with love on the inside, You just give it away unconditionally, freely. My job is to love you. Your job is to do everything you can to try and make me not love you. And if that's the case, I'm not looking at you as the problem that needs to be fixed. I'm looking within myself. That's what the spiritual journey is all about. It's not about changing other people. It's about changing you. It's about putting the mirror in front of your face. That's why some people have a hard time with HeartWay. Because in a lot of religious settings, it's all about how superior and moral and self-righteous we can be. And we're going to judge all of the people who don't look like us, believe like us, talk like us, dress like us. But here, the emphasis is not pointing the finger out there. It's pointing it back in here without any judgment, no guilt about it, just honesty. Can we be real? Can you get real with yourself about yourself? Once you begin to really bring awareness to who you are and what motivates you and what drives you to do the things that you do and you're honest, honesty hurts. Jesus said the truth will set you free, but before the truth sets you free, it makes you miserable. It's very hard to confront the truth of who you are. It takes a lot of courage to do that. And you can only do that within a container of love where you feel safe. If you don't feel safe, You're always gonna keep things in the dark, but freedom comes when you bring that which is in the dark to the light. So why are we here this morning? Easter Sunday. This is a big day in the Christian calendar. We celebrate the story of Jesus' death and resurrection. And I think the reason why this story, this event of death, resurrection, has had such a long-lasting impact on humanity is because Jesus' story is the story of humanity. When we look at Jesus, part of the reason why we see Jesus as an exemplar, as a model, as a reflection of divinity, is because something deep down inside of us knows that love is what we were made for. Compassion is what we were made for. And that peace can only be found when we enter into this love that God has offered to us and given to us, the love that we are at our core. Spiritual transformation is possible. A lot of us live our lives sad, depressed, miserable, angry, day in and day out, no hope for our future. And we cry out like, man, can there be any change? Is my life just gonna continue to be a repetition of all the hardship and suffering that I've experienced up to this point? And the answer is, yeah, things may not get easier for you just because you become a spiritual person. Your life may not get better all of a sudden in terms of your circumstances. But with God, you don't need those circumstances to change anymore. You're just saying, change me. If you change me from the inside out, that's all that's needed. That's the only change that's needed. And then come hell or high water, whether you're going through good times or through bad times, your faith keeps you rooted and grounded in this peace that the scriptures say surpasses all understanding. It doesn't make sense. You'll be going through some crazy stuff and you will have a peace that doesn't make sense to other people. <laughs> really. And I can talk about that a lot with what I've been going through in my life. You know, it's so it's been so funny to see how people react to the way I have reacted to some of the hardships in my life that I've been going through, with a divorce I went through seven months ago. And to the point where sometimes people, they don't even believe it. They don't think it's real, and they don't need to. But it's beautiful, because going through this experience has reminded me, Danny, why do you do do this? Why do you want to be a person of peace? Why do you wanna walk in love? Why do you wanna walk in forgiveness? It's not so that other people can notice it because sometimes they won't. It's not so that other people can applaud you because sometimes it'll have the opposite effect. Sometimes the light is so bright people think it's darkness. They don't even know that that's a possibility for a human being because it's not their reality. But you can have a peace that surpasses understanding It doesn't make sense. It comes through surrender. It comes through faith. It comes by accepting life as it is. God is always coming to you disguised in the form of your life. You want to hear God speaking? Just open your eyes, open your ears. Pay attention to what is happening. There are lessons and revelations and realizations that are waiting for you. All you've got to do is remove the veil from your eyes. And so in order for this kind of spiritual transformation to happen, there is a sort of uh, death and resurrection process that all of us have to go through. You have to die to certain things if you want to be brought alive in the spirit in a new way. One of those things you got to die to is your self-image. We spend so much time and energy as human beings trying to give off a certain perception of ourselves to others. We want to be seen as successful. We want to be seen as strong. Some of us want to be seen as uh, influential and powerful. We want other people to like us. We become overly concerned with their opinions about who we are. But what I've come to discover in my life is that it is so exhausting trying to live up to an image like that. Because you're not always turned on. You're not always successful. Sometimes you're going to fail. You're not always holy and righteous. Sometimes you a sinner. A real big one. Okay? You're not always zen and at peace. Sometimes the storm comes raging. But if you're trying to give off this image and impression that you're something you're not, you're gonna live a fragmented life. Better to be real. Better just to be honest. I had a guy at the gym yesterday, actually. He was like, man, Danny. He was just saying nice things to me. He's like, you know, man, I don't really know just from the outside looking in. You seem like a great guy. You seem like a really good dude. And he's like, you know, everybody that I talk to, they say that you're such a good dude. And so, man, I appreciate you. You seem like an amazing guy. And everybody speaks well of you, and you have a great reputation. And I'm like, on the outside, I'm like, thank you. But on the inside, I'm like, no thanks. No thanks. It's a good thing. Oh, yeah, you have a good reputation. People speak highly of you. So, yeah, today, <laughs> right now. But if I find my identity in people speaking well of me, what do you think is going to happen when people speak ill of me? That's not going to be good. And then if I try living my life so that I can have this really good reputation. Oh, my God, that's miserable. It's so exhausting. I'd rather be the bad person that some people see good in than the good person that people see bad in. It's the difference between authenticity and hypocrisy. I'd rather be a sinner. So you, everybody already knows that man up there who's talking I'm not above. Nobody that ever comes and speaks, at least on this platform, is above. I actually would prefer if I was not standing on this stage, but I get in trouble with all the leaders and volunteers. (laughs) But for a while, there would be a time where I didn't even want to stand on the stage. I'd rather just be here, level to level with everybody, because I'm just a human being. It's like in in the Christian tradition, there's a little phrase, That goes, I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where to find some bread. I love that. That's all it is. Get rid of this image that you're trying to portray to other people. And and that that self-image thing in religion and church gets taken to the highest extreme. Where you got a bunch of folks who on the outside, everything looks great. But on the inside, it is rotten. i rather have the most screwed up human being who's honest and real than the person who acts like they're perfect when Lord knows, everybody knows, you ain't. We have this desire as human beings to want to stand out, to make a name for ourselves. To be special. You don't have to try and be special. You are already special in the sight of God. Just by virtue of your existence, you are special. You are a unique expression of divinity. There is no need to try and give off a certain image. Be who you are. Accept who you are. Die to your self-image is the first death. The second death, and you know why it's called death? Because it hurts. This is not easy. I'm talking about it very simply and putting it in a little formula for you. and It's not easy. Dying to your own self-image? People kill other people because of their self-image being messed with. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We 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 get violent over people testing us and our self image. What'd you say about me? What'd you call me? You said what? Self. It's all protecting a facade. Let people call you what they call you. Let them think about you what they're gonna think about you. You can't do anything about it anyways. There's nothing you could do about it. What matters is. How do you talk about you to yourself? What do you think about yourself? And my advice is don't think too highly of yourself because you can't live up to that. And don't think too lowly of yourself either, because that's just another form of pride in disguise. You are not the worst person in the world who is unredeemable and unforgivable and who has done so many bad things that, oh my God, there's just no hope for you. No, listen, Jesus called this good news for a reason. It's grace. It is, it is this free flow of forgiveness that comes from the heart of God right into yours and then flows out into the lives of other people. This is either true or it isn't. And if it's true, it's, it's just as true about the, the inmate on death row as it is the nun in Cambodia. You are loved. You are forgiven. Not too high, not too low. In fact, just stop thinking about yourself so much. <laughs> really, really. It's better just to stop thinking about yourself so much. Holiness is unself consciousness. When we're overly conscious of ourselves, that's the image keeping and protecting. Let yourself be what you are. Like for me, I don't even know who I am. And I'm okay with that. I don't wanna know who I am. And I think it's funny when other people think they know who I am. So I listen to them very intently when they (laughs) act like they know who I am. But I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see how you can see that I'm like that. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But I'd rather not live with any absolute identity that I then have to try and live up to, and that isn't real. And guess what, people change you're one person today you're another person tomorrow so you just got to be open to the free flow of life the second death is the death to our attachment to this world what this world values is radically different than what a spiritual person who lives a life connected to God values in the world system Our worth and our value is attached to what we can do, what we can produce, how much we achieve, how much we've got. And when you buy into that system, which is hard, let me tell you something. As a a newly single man, that reality has come to the surface. It was not a thing. And now I realize how transactional a lot of this is with people. And I ain't mad at you because we want certain things. We want a certain kind of life, but at the end of the day, I just want somebody who loves me for who I am, not what I can give to you or offer to you and vice versa. But this is the way that the world works. It is all transactional to the point where I only see your value on the basis of what you can do for me. And so if you can do, somebody said, that's bullshit. Amen, sister. Amen, you fit right in that hard way. So, if somebody can do something for you, then you treat them really well. You know, and in churches, you see this all the time. I see this all the time. Oh, that person gives a lot of money, the red carpet comes. (laughs) You know, but it's not just in church, it's in everything. It's just that value system comes into church and religion and corrupts it. Because we start treating people differently on the basis of what they have to offer. And this is the very place where it's like whether you are the richest person in the world or the poorest person in the world, no difference. No difference. Because the rich person is going to end up in the grave, the poor person is going to end up in the grave. And what are you going to take with you? Nothing, nothing. And then guess what? Probably your family that you want to bless with all the stuff you're leaving behind, they're going to kill each other fighting over what you left behind. So what are you living for? The world puts all this emphasis on the external. Look at what the scripture says here in 1 Peter. I love this. Don't let your adorning be external, but let your adorning be the inner disposition of your heart, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. It's about who you are on the inside. There's this really cool story about a philosopher by the name of, oh, what is his name? (laughs) Diogenes. Diogenes. And he lived during the time of Alexander the Great. This guy was the, the, the most powerful man in the world. The richest man in the world. The most victorious man in war. And he just came back from celebrating this incredible victory. And all the statesmen, the politicians, and the famous philosophers came to his uh, palace to sing his praises and give him all this honor. But Diogenes was not there. And so after they did this celebration, Alexander the Great wanted to visit this very well-esteemed philosopher who didn't feel like he could make time to come and visit him. So he went to see him. And Diogenes lived in a little hut in the city of Corinth. He practiced a form of philosophy that rejected the conventional values of success and wealth and fame in in favor of a, a more simple and natural, normal lifestyle. So he just lived out there without much possessions. Alexander the Great shows up to this man's little hut, and he says, I will grant you any wish that you ask of me. Give me, tell me what is the one wish, and I'll I'll do this for you because I'm so impressed by you. And Diogenes was laying there trying to get a tan when Alexander the Great comes up to him. And so when Alexander asks him, what's the one wish you want me to fulfill for you? He says, could you scoot over a little bit? You're in the way of the sun. (laughs) He said that to the most powerful man in the world and so they say it was at that moment that alexander the great realized how much happier the person is who desires nothing over the one who demands the world for himself and then they say that he told his soldiers on the way back if i were not alexander the great i would want to be that man that's freedom total freedom We become slaves to our desires. We can't help it. Whatever you desire the most is what you actually worship as your God. And that's just the truth. Whether it's lust, greed, power, whatever that driving force is in your life. Maybe you haven't gotten honest with yourself yet about what that is, but whatever you ultimately desire is your God. It's what you're constantly thinking about. It's how you interpret what everybody else does. It is what is constantly the focus of your attention, so much so that you're willing to do anything to get what you want, that object of your desire, even if it means hurting other people, manipulating other people, lying to other people, because I want what I want, and so I will do anything I need to for that. So now people become a means to an end. The end is you getting what you desire. How do we step out of this trap? Just by bringing some awareness into your life. Being honest with yourself about what your desires are. And without any judgment or guilt, you just start evaluating, okay, this is what I do. This is what I like. This is what I desire. This is the trouble it's got me in when I've made this the number one thing in my life. These are the consequences that come from continuing to do this. Do I want to keep doing this? Hmm, Well, right now I feel like I don't have a choice because this really has me in its grip. Well, then you're going to have to just accept the consequences that come from you making the decisions that you're making. Eventually, what happens is you end up going through enough pain as a result of pursuing these desires to the point that you do that you realize something's got to change. Maybe the risk isn't worth the reward. Because the reward is just fleeting pleasure. One little moment of happiness, you reach the top of the mountain, now what? And then you need to take another hit of the drug, and we're just slaves in this way. What will set you free is awareness. First and foremost, an awareness of God's grace. You are loved. You are forgiven. Guilt and shame is like the core human problem. Behind all of our problems is a guilt problem and a shame problem. We do not feel like we are enough. That's why we try and give off the image that we are and get the approval from other people. We fear that we are not enough as we are. But what God says to us through the story of Easter is you are enough as you are. I love that one of the stories in the Gospels of Jesus' post-resurrection appearances to his disciples is a story about Jesus cooking a meal for Peter. Okay? If you're not familiar with the Jesus story, when Jesus got arrested and he was going to be crucified, Peter, who at one point said, Oh, Jesus, I love you so much. I'll do anything for you. I'll go anywhere with you. I will follow you to the ends of the earth. I am your most faithful, committed. When one of the soldiers asked that man, Do you know this dude, Jesus? He said, nah, I, don't, I don't know. No, no, no. I never heard of that man. Who? Gee, who? Nah, bro. I don't know. him. Anybody know what betrayal feels like? Yes. Anybody know what abandonment feels like? Yes. And how crazy is it to think forgiveness in those situations? Right. And yet the first thing that Jesus does in the Easter story after his resurrection is he cooks a meal for the guy who betrayed him. Forgiveness, 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 forgiveness. Why? Because it's what sets you free. I forgive you for me. Not for you. I do it for me. So that now this won't hold me back anymore. Forgiveness is giving people the freedom to be who they are. They don't have a choice. But to be what they are. Forgiveness is also giving yourself the freedom to be who you are. You, you will never be able to give full allowance for other people to be who they are until you first give that allowance to yourself. And this is hard. We have a hard time receiving God's grace in our life. It's too good. And we're, we get scared. We start thinking, no, no, no. If I just let myself off the hook for everything that I do, I, I'm just going to keep doing it forever. And I, I'm just going to take advantage of, of, of this and, and just get stuck in my ways And you think condemning yourself and beating yourself is going to bring about change. But how long has that been working out for you? (laughs) You've been trying to beat yourself up out of your bad habits for a long time. Try grace for a little. Try love. And this is what has happened to me. It it, It is very difficult for me to judge another person with all the stuff that I let myself off the hook for. I let myself off the hook for everything. I don't have a guilt consciousness. Not in a prideful way, in a humble way. What does that mean? I'm going to learn from my mistakes. There's always adjustments to make. There's always things you can improve. But my worth and value is not attached to any of that. I know God loves me. God accepts me, I love me, I accept me. Now I don't need the love and acceptance of other people. And now I can give it to them freely, unconditionally. That's how forgiveness is supposed to work. Comes from God to you and out to others. If you don't hold yourself guilty for anything, you wouldn't dare hold anybody else guilty for anything. You, won't, you wouldn't dare. So that's what freedom looks like. Because now what other people do or don't do is not affecting you. And you're able to see people with fresh eyes. The scriptures say love keeps no record of wrongs. Most of us are making really long lists. (laughs) That person hurt me when five years ago. I really? Who kept hurting who from that point? You know? Forgiveness is what sets you free. And that's what the message of the gospel is all about. Look at what um, this passage of scripture says. You can just put whatever's up there. I don't even know.
1: <laughs> no, nah,
0: I this one. I, I, I skipped this. I skipped that one, too. <laughs> All right, this one. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace. What does it mean to be established by grace? Grace means everything is a gift. Grace means you get love and acceptance even though you think you don't deserve it. It's already given. It's already yours. That's why on the cross, Jesus was like, it's finished. All your efforts and attempts at trying to get on God's good side, trying to get approval and validation from other people because you feel like you're not enough, you, you can be done with that completely and totally. Just receive the grace. It's already there. You're already loved. You're already forgiven. But we feel like we have to pay penance, like we have to do something that's why we make other people pay for their sins, too. They did something to us. I'm going to make you pay. That's just suffering. That's all that is, is just suffering. It's going to drive you crazy. You want peace? Let go. You want peace? Let people be. You want peace? Let yourself be. Who you are is enough. Who you are is enough. You are loved. Danny, you're repeating yourself a lot. I know. Because we don't believe this. Talking to a friend of mine, he's going to the special forces. And he was telling me that over the last year, he has been going through this intense mental preparation process to the point where he's having dreams. This is crazy. He's having dreams in battle and he's had to like face his own fears and psych himself into this commitment that he's making. And so he was telling me, he was sharing with me how in one of these dreams he's in a battlefield and he and he was like scared and he's telling himself like are you really about this? Are you really about this? Let's go. And then he did it. And I don't know what happened, but in the rest of the dream, I wish you would have told me. He also said, I took one whole year and basically isolated myself. I started training every day. He first wanted to go into the Navy SEAL, so he would go in the water. He was afraid of water most of his life, so he's like, I just picked the SEALs because I wanted to take the challenge of the water. And he's talking about, I'm training every day. I'm mentally preparing myself. And I thought, what a good parallel to what the spiritual life is all about. The scriptures say, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is about, we're talking about a a deep mental shift, radical mental shift. It takes time for us to be established in this. It takes time for us to be established in grace, but that's the work. Stop worrying about changing your behavior. All that's needed is this work of remembering, rehearsing and rediscovering who we are in God. That's it that's what it is because we forget. We forget about grace. We forget about love. We forget about the truth of who we are. We forget about forgiveness. And then we become guilty, we become ashamed, and we continue the same patterns. To be established by grace means I can be totally real about who I am and what I struggle with and what my life is about and how I feel. I'm not trying to give off any certain image to anybody. Established by grace. I love the story of Jesus' baptism in the Gospels because Jesus' baptism happens before he performs any miracles, before he even speaks a message for the first time. He gets baptized and the scriptures say that the heavens opened up and a voice came and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So God makes this declaration of being pleased with Jesus before He does anything for anybody else. It has nothing to do with what he does. It's just about who he is. And if you are in Christ, like the scriptures say, the same is true of you. It's just about waking up to the awareness of it. It's already true of you. Whether you recognize God or not, you are God's beloved with whom he is well pleased. But I've screwed up so much. You don't understand how much guilt and shame I'm carrying you don't understand who i've heard. you are god's beloved with whom he is well pleased now it's just a matter of you accepting that reality for yourself this is why jesus ruffled the feathers of the religious leaders this is why they had a hard time with him because this message is too scandalous it's too scandalous you mean everybody's in You mean everybody's loved? You mean everybody's accepted? You mean everybody belongs? The religious people are always trying to divide humanity into two. The good and the evil, the righteous and the unrighteous, the holy and the unholy, the saved and the unsaved, those who are in and those who are out. They were holding so tightly to their traditions that they could not accept the universality of God's love. That extends to every human being. And that is unconditional. It is unconditional love. Unconditional means what? No conditions. But you have heard your whole life so much shame and judgment from even the persons closest to you. Your family, your parents. Judgment, shame for the decisions you make with your life. And so, of course, deep down inside, you shame yourself. You judge yourself, and that guilt destroys you. It destroys us. You can be set free. And even if you don't change one iota between now and your dying day, even if you remain a knucklehead, God still loves you the same. Does that mean there are not going to be consequences for your decisions? No, there will be consequences for your decisions. That's life. That's it. You have certain things you like to do. There may be certain consequences you face because you like to do them. But you accept it. You learn from it. And you grow. You love yourself into a a state of peace. You love yourself into a state of transformation. One of the reasons why people are not really coming to places like this anymore, church, is because of the hypocrisy that they find. Right. People who give off a certain image, but their life is something totally different. I preach this message to you for me. I don't really even think it's hard for me to live up to the message because the message that I'm saying is just be who you are. That's it. So all I have to do to live up to this is just be who I am. And I'll let you point out all my faults and failures, and you can help show me to myself. But I'm not going to be doing that to myself. I'm not driving myself crazy with that. This is, God God is the one working in me. God is the one bringing about this transformation. Let go, Let go, let go. And let grace carry you. So as we wrap up, you know, it's one thing to, to talk about. Jesus rising from the dead, right? A lot of people, I believe in the resurrection of Jesus. Okay, the real question is, has the spirit of Christ come alive in you? That's the real question. The spirit of Christ comes alive in you when you choose forgiveness over blame. The spirit of Christ comes alive in you when you choose love over hatred. The spirit of God comes alive in you when you choose peace. When you prioritize peace in your life, your choices are different. Your actions are different. There are some things you just know already ahead of time are not worth getting into because you value peace over that pleasure. And so resurrection life is available to you. And all it is is just a matter of opening up your heart saying, God, I receive it, I receive your love, I receive your goodness, establish yourself in this. Every day, every day, establish yourself in this reality. Look at this quote by John Philip Newell, and we'll end with this. He says, we all suffer from the soul's forgetfulness. Christ comes to reawaken us to our true nature. He is our epiphany. He comes to show us the face of God. He comes to show us also our face, the true face of the human soul. Grace is given to reconnect us to our true nature. At the heart of our being is the image of God and thus the wisdom of God, the creativity of God, the passions of God, the longings of God. Grace is given to restore us to the core of our being and to free us from the unnaturalness of what we are doing to one another. And so my prayer for you this Easter is that you would receive this grace in full right now as you are, all of your flaws, all of your imperfections, I am enough, I am loved. Walk in the truth of that and you watch and see how the world starts to transform before you. The world will change because you have changed. That's it. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And once you once you just start getting drunk off of this love and grace that I'm telling you about, like I said, when we started, you'll just start loving people for no reason. I love you. Why? No reason. I'm happy. I'm at peace. Why? No reason. Just because I've got God. I've got everything. If I have God, I have if I have peace inside of my soul, I have everything. But that peace is found in just the average, ordinary, normal life. That's it. We got to be just okay with the normalcy of life. All right, let me pray. God, I thank you so much for bringing us together. We're so grateful for this new life that you give to us. May your spirit come alive within us through love and forgiveness and grace. We receive all of the goodness that you have to give to us today. We acknowledge the reality that we are enough, that we are loved, that we are totally forgiven. Now, we don't have to do anything to try and pretend we're something we're not. We don't have to earn your love. We're already yours and you are already ours. May we wake up to the truth of this reality. In Christ's name, amen. amen. Happy Easter, everybody. Thank you for being with us. Love you. We'll be here next Sunday.